0: Welcome to the Dish, the culinary travel podcast focusing on the stories behind world famous foods.
1: We are your hosts, Tom and Megzi from FoodFunTravel.com. Join us for tasty histories, destination food guides, and more.
0: In this episode, afternoon tea and high tea, what is the difference? Who invented them? And how rich do you have to be to enjoy one? We play a game of posh or peasant. Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of The Dish.
1: Yes, another little episode to get your taste buds tantalised for something you might not have had for a while or ever had. We'll see. Yeah,
0: I mean, I don't know. This is a very British dish. Having afternoon tea.
1: Is it a dish, or is it it's a it's a multiple dishes? Well, I mean, we've
0: always sort of said that a dish is sort of like the presentation of of a food. So, like fish and chips is a dish, even though it's two things. You True. Could, you could have chips on the side and like, a fish. Yeah. But fish and chips is like a dish. So. This is called afternoon tea. It refers to a specific set of foods. Yes. So that is why I consider it to be a dish. All right. Fair but enough. yes, there are many dishes on the dish, I guess. Yes. So that's, that's fair as well. But yeah, I mean, why not? It's our podcast. We do whatever we want. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, is there a difference between afternoon tea and high tea? What, what's the difference? Any uh, ideas? Well, afternoon
1: tea makes me think of uh, coming home from school and having a pack of the chips and some two-minute noodles before watching cartoons at 4 p.m.
0: I mean, that doesn't sound that upper class, does it?
1: <laughs> but that's what makes me think when I think of afternoon tea. Where high tea makes me think of uh, having your crusts cut off cucumber sandwiches oh, and perhaps like a cellist playing in the corner. Oh. And levels. There's, there has to be levels, right? You get like a, a dish, serving dish. It has that, to be a
0: tiered dish.
1: Exactly.
0: Yes, interesting. Okay, well, in this episode, you're going to learn a lot,
1: (laughs) (laughs) because
0: there you go. No prompting, no information. That's your opinion right now. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, everyone's got their different definition of uh, what they consider to be afternoon tea, high tea, tea time, all of these different sort of tea-related afternoon sort of time of day sort of things. I'm guessing
1: you have to have tea.
0: I mean, most of these probably involve tea. Yeah. But we'll, we'll discuss that as we go along. But yeah, I mean, I think these words have been used both interchangeably and mistakenly. And in different countries, they've been corrupted and used differently to yeah, mean slightly like different things. like my packet of chips and two-minute noodles in the yeah, afternoon. Yeah, I mean, that's a strange tea time extravaganza <laughs> to have just junk food tea time. Must be an Australian thing.
1: Well, it's not always just junk food. It's just like coming home from school and grabbing whatever's easy because you're hungry before the cartoons start.
0: Well, all right. No, fair enough. But still, like uh, a pack of chips and super noodles or pot noodle is not particularly healthy food, is it? No, no, no. All right. So, I mean, both, the, both of these traditions, like the afternoon tea and the high tea, are very much a British thing, of course. No surprise there. And they are definitely different types of tea, different types of tea time. So, um, yeah, not specifically the actual tea drunk, but the actual uh, the event that occurs. Uh, it is definitely a different sort of thing. So we're going to get into sort of the, the story behind both of those, exactly what they are, what they really are defined to be, and a little bit of history about some of them as well. And uh, maybe we have a little bit of a chat about some general tea time stuff,
1: some right. personal
0: preferences, and of course, posh or peasant. I feel like with your pot noodle thing, you're already heading onto the peasant side <laughs> of this this game, so... <laughs>
1: Maybe they were very classy pot noodles.
0: I don't think so. <laughs> so, um, yeah, there'll be a game of posh or peasant later in this episode as well. And All you can right. play along at home <laughs> and you could decide for yourself if you are posh enough to enjoy a fancy tea time. Okay, so um, basically the uh, the afternoon tea is the fancy one. Oh. And high tea is absolutely not the fancy one. That is the peasant's tea. What? I know. How confusing is this? So, afternoon tea is your very fancy sitting in a nice place. Crumpets? Um, not really crumpets. I mean, that would just be tea time. Afternoon tea is specifically like cakes and the cucumber sandwiches, the tiered serving of food. So, what
1: I think of high tea is actually afternoon tea.
0: Yes, that is afternoon tea. Oh. To be enjoyed in uh, a nice environment of sophistication.
1: Yeah, with the cellist to the side. Yes,
0: exactly.
1: Pinkies, pinkies up, ladies.
0: And uh, high tea is actually sort of just uh, that is the peasant version. And it is very different.
1: I am dumbfounded.
0: Yes. The word high makes it very confusing because that makes it sound like it's a sophisticated thing. Yeah. That is actually not what the word high in this context means at all.
1: Was it actually like back in the day they just had a whole bunch of like tea and opium and that's where it came from?
0: That's what option <laughs> that actually is not it at all. But we are going to get onto exactly what high tea is later in this episode, and exactly why it is not the fancy version. Uh, but first up, let's have a look at afternoon tea and uh, and sort of who invented it and how it all came about. So yeah, of course, this is a British tradition: uh, sandwiches, scones or scones. Oh, if you want to say it, really don't, fancy. you'll make me scones, want one. Cakes. Nice
1: fresh scone with clotted cream and jam.
0: Well, that's something different, necessarily. So, I'll explain that as well. Oh, goodness. So, yeah, there's a lot of different types of tea. This is, uh, so, I'm not allowed have to have times. clotted cream? Uh, yes, uh, you could have clotted cream. Called a cream tea. If you have just scones, tea, and clotted cream, and maybe some jam, that's called a cream tea, not an afternoon tea or a high tea or anything. Oh, my goodness. Specifically called a cream tea. Your
1: people are strange. Uh, I
0: used to enjoy many a cream tea, because I'm not fancy enough to have afternoon tea all the time. <laughs> so, cream tea was uh, an excellent alternative for Middle class people. Oh, okay. So high tea for the poor people, <laughs> creepy tea for the middle class, and afternoon tea for the, the upper crust. Oh, dear. the toffs. Yes. yes, yes. Very toffy. So you'd normally have this uh, big selection. It, afternoon tea is the fancy selection of lots of different things, but scones might be included in that selection, but it wouldn't just be scones. And around 4 p.m. in the afternoon was the standard thing. Uh, Legend- just for cartoons? Just before the cartoons, (laughs) yes, because of course we're heading back to the 19th century here where they traditionally would watch (laughs) cartoons in the afternoon, Yep. so why not? Uh, Apparently the um, Duchess of Bedford, Ms. Anna Marie Russell, she in the 19th century, mid-19th century, sort of uh, around the 1840s people reckon it first happened, she decided that she was a little hungry in the afternoons. And uh, she had that sort of sinking feeling.
1: Yeah, afternoon slump.
0: A little bit of afternoon slump between meals. And she decided, well, let's put together some nice little snacks and some tea with lots of caffeine in it. Probably Darjeeling tea, apparently, it's believed might have been her ah. preference. And let's put all that together and eat that. So then uh, she'll keep strong, ready for dinner time later. Uh, there's a little bit of conjecture about the exact date or the exact place where this happened. Some writers believe it might be at the 5th Duke of Rutland's castle, Castle Belvoir. Ooh. And could be on a trip there that the Duchess of Bedford sort of had a bit of an afternoon where she's feeling a little faint, but oh, I need to eat things. So probably the staff of the castle invented this meal. Yeah. She just went, I would like some tea and some other Sweets. things, some delicious things to eat. And they went, oh my God, we've got nowhere near enough food ready for dinner. What are we going to do? I'll just put some cucumber and some bread. <laughs> All right, you got some cakes left from yesterday. Yeah, yeah, there's some cakes. I have
1: to admit, cucumber sandwiches are
0: the worst.
1: I don't know why it's seen uh, as being something so posh because it's lame. I,
0: I don't know. It's just uh, it's, it's refreshing and it's light, and this is supposed to be cut off. supposed to be a light meal, so that's why yeah, the crusts cut off and just cucumber. I mean, who knows? It's just if they like cut the water between then. two slices of bread. Yeah, but the cucumber has more than water. it just it's got a light feel to it. Yeah. So I don't know. It sort of makes sense. I used to eat them when I was a kid. I used to like them. Uh, but I don't know. So apparently, the reason that this was all happening was it was around this time in the mid 19th century when kerosene lamps were sort of first introduced, at least to wealthier homes. So people had light in the evening so they could dine with more than just candles. So they actually had proper amounts of light and you could have a proper dinner party without. Stumbling around trying to find where your sausages were, so you know, or of course you have maybe your steak back. I, I don't know. I don't know the pigeon, probably woodcock, Gu- guinea fowl, guinea fowl. They'd been using it on their, their guinea fowl, but you could you could make sure you didn't eat all the little bones from the guinea fowl because you'd have enough light to be able to see So what they did was they started doing the dinners much later at night. So instead of having it at like six o'clock while it was still light, they were having dinner around nine o'clock, and so. They also didn't really do breakfast and lunch back in those days. It was more brunch. So they'd be having like a mid-morning lunch like 11 o'clock. So from 11 o'clock till 9pm, quite a lot of time. And people were, you know, they had to keep eating late because it was fancy to be able to eat late with your kerosene lamps. Yes. But they did not want to, uh, to have an extra meal, apparently. But they were just having that low feeling in the afternoon. And so they decided... Well, the Duchess of Bedford decided, okay, well, the solution to this is I'm going to have an extra meal. it would be a nice, light afternoon tea. And apparently that's, that's what happened. So just to, to bypass that problem of feeling a little tired in the afternoon, just uh, wolf down some cucumber sandwiches. Fair enough.
1: Help you make it to dinner time.
0: So yes, the, uh, the later afternoon tea was definitely the preference of the hoisy Toits. The the Fancy Pants. Yeah. Yes. So it's because of of
1: who started it, and everyone's like, oh, yes, yes. It must be fancy.
0: Yes. And it had to be a lighter selection of foods, because it was not supposed to be a replacement for dinner. You didn't want to be so full that by dinner you weren't even hungry. So that's why. It's just a little stopgap. So, yeah, as I mentioned, uh, there's a few other variations of this, like the, the cream tea, maybe sconce. Instead, just scones and cream and some tea. So that's a lighter. But I, I mean, I love scones with cream as well. Yes. Clotted cream, British clotted cream. If you haven't had that, fantastic. It's
1: absolutely my preference. It's
0: basically like butter and cream had a baby. Yes. Um, it's yellow almost normally because it's got so much fat in it. And it's thick.
1: It makes you do a little uh, happy dance, a little happy sugar dance.
0: Uh, yeah, it's it's amazing. So, yeah. Lots of uh, famous afternoon teas around the world. The Ritz in London, of course, one of the most famous ones. But do um, they all call it
1: afternoon tea or has this,
0: you know- In England, it is called afternoon tea. So,
1: it's only in other countries that they've taken the term high tea and, like, hijacked it to be something that it's Well, not.
0: just misunderstood it. Yeah. And yes, associated it with being high-class tea. Because I
1: think, isn't there like a high tea that they serve at raffles in Singapore? And it's meant to be like the fanciest thing you can do in Singapore. Could be. And I'm pretty certain they call it, I could be incorrect. So anyone can feel free to- Yeah, you might have to, to
0: fact check that yeah, one. Yeah,
1: we can fact check it or tweet us or uh, write into us and let us know, is the raffles, is it a high tea? Do they call it high tea or is it just afternoon tea?
0: Tweet us at food fun Travel. Yes, so of course that's a, that's a famous one in Singapore. Whether it's called afternoon tea or not, um, I had one in Victoria in, uh, in British
1: Columbia. British
0: Columbia. Uh, I um, had
1: one on a Azamara cruise, actually
0: six star cruising pre corona cruise,
1: pre corona cruise, quite a few years ago. And yes, I had the afternoon tea. Uh, it wasn't my favourite thing. I have to admit.
0: No, fair enough. That's because there are there was other no things. Scones. Uh, <laughs>
1: it was just cucumber sandwiches and like light stuff, and I was like, "Where's my scones with jam and cream, please?"
0: There are other foods in the world. Afternoon tea is definitely not my favourite thing, but it is certainly a, a fun experience.
1: I was like, "Ah, I'm just gonna go to the buffet and grab myself
0: some chips." Well, <laughs> <it's>, see, of <laughs> course, because
1: like that. that's
0: what you want for your afternoon tea, <laughs> <laughs> and a pot noodle,
1: or you can go get go to the waffle station and get a waffle
0: afternoon tea. Well, waffles are good too. Uh, so yeah, when I went to Victoria, I went to the Fairmont Empress. Oh,
1: I've heard that's lovely. they has been
0: serving uh, afternoon tea since 1909, I think it is. And uh, very much definitely, I double-checked their website before we uh, just started recording here, and they definitely call it afternoon tea. There is no mention of you high tea. You have to make
1: a reservation to go do that, because I think yeah. I tried to go one time and they were like, nah.
0: That's because if a cruise ship is in, it's basically like, Pretty much an excursion trip to go there. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's very very fancy, and I think it was very expensive. It was like eighty Canadian dollars. Oh wow, is like sixty five US dollars for basically cucumber sandwiches, a selection of cakes, and a cup of tea. Yeah, or A pot of tea, but sixty five dollars per person.
1: That's a lot. But for the surroundings tea and are, cake. It's yeah. the surroundings and whatnot. It, it, and it the, is.
0: It's a very cool the experience. Posh of it all. Yes, if you want to hoity toity it up in Victoria, that's a, a fun way to do it. So, actually, amazingly enough, uh, the high tea is such a confused version of this for naming. Uh, this afternoon tea was often, at the time, called low tea because people would sit in lounge chairs and enjoy a comfortable, seated like a chat with friends, and uh, you know, just be served in a very casual style. So, it was actually called low tea, not high tea, what? at all. It's like high tea completely never been called high tea. That is definitely just something that's been introduced by foreigners who didn't understand what it was. So yeah, and then you got your cream teas, and then also uh, you can have a strawberry tea, which involves, of course, strawberries with oh. strawberries. So that's nice. Only in
1: particular seasons.
0: Uh, yes, exactly. Depending on what time of year it is. And apparently, if you're uh, you're not really into tea, you can have a champagne tea. That's uh,
1: that's my sort. Thank you.
0: I mean, they might also serve tea. I mean, and a, a glass of champagne. It's
1: England. I think. I mean, I've I've been to England enough times and and uh, offended your people by refusing tea enough to know that most people going are going to accept tea and just have some champers on the side
0: (laughs) i'd rather have a sparkling rose tea to be fair i don't really like champagne very much sorry champagne overrated well overrated all right yeah so that's afternoon tea i think all right so i mean that's the one that everyone knows about already so i guess this isn't gonna be too unfamiliar maybe you haven't had it before but you're probably very aware of it so let's talk about high tea High tea also from around the same time, but actually before afternoon tea, probably Ah. early nineteenth century. Well, Uh, it's
1: peasants by the peasants because peasants need. Would also peasants need more food and energy to keep working in the fields and stuff? Where these hoity-toities were not doing anything, so they didn't need a big meal in the afternoon. Where I'd reckon that uh, peasants need a little bit of extra juice in the afternoon to keep going. That's my assumption, or am I completely wrong?
0: Uh, no, no, no. I mean, that's uh, possibly part of what it was, but it would not be a, a meal to keep going necessarily. It might be you started work at 6 a.m. and finished at like 4 or 5 p.m. and you get home and you are starving. And rather than having worked in the fields, this is very much like industrial revolution, early 19th well, you know, century. Work
1: in a In, a in a the factories
0: and <laughs> just worked to the bone all day. Yeah. So, yeah. Now, the actual reason why it's called high tea is not absolutely definite. Some people believe this was taken at a high table. <laughs> high, low tea at a low table. High tea at a high table, apparently. If, I wouldn't put it past the British for being that uh, just <laughs> basic within naming of things. Um, the other suggestion is that uh, the latest part of the day, like just before it got dark, perhaps like that part of the day, 6pm, was considered the high part of the day. Like, might have been a way that it was phrased in those days. Like, you just
1: finished work, so, and the sun's still shining, so enjoying the last rays of light and enjoying the afternoon. I I don't know. I mean, like, joyous high.
0: The word high can sort of mean, yeah, end, I think, in this context. Yeah. So, like, the end part of the day can be called the high part of the day. I I don't know, but then you have high noon as well, where the sun is at its height. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. But these are a couple of conjectures, no one seems to know for sure. Because unlike uh, the Duchess of Bedford, who was obviously writing things down or being written about, the, uh, the workers of, of industrial Britain were not having so much documentation no. written about their eating habits. So, yeah. So, that's pretty much what happened. They come home starving at the end of the day, sometime between 5 and 7 p.m. S- sun's getting low, whatever. Or if it's the winter, it's already dark. Or they're <laughs> I mean, coming home.
1: They're, like, the the men are coming home, meeting their wives, and their wives are like, hi, T <laughs> And that's where it came from. <laughs> it's, it's a greeting. <laughs> that's what it is.
0: The word hi was not in popular language in the modern 19th century. It would have been I like, it, like hello, hello, with an H-U, or good morrow. <laughs>
1: I, I like it. I'm going to stick with it. That's, that's my belief now, and you can't change
0: it. Apparently not. Yes, so uh, it had nothing to do with sandwiches and cakes. Probably there would have been a very big, strong pot of super-caffeinated tea uh, to keep you awake after that very long day. It would have been a really large meal served with like very heavy food, so like pies and stuff. Oh. Yeah, you might have had crumpets, though. Eh, That could have happened. That's where the crumpets come in, yeah. Yeah, potato cakes, potatoes. So would that have been like?
1: But would they have had dinner as well? Um. So. Or would they just had supper?
0: This this was the point really that you could have supper after after high tea if you were still hungry. Yeah. But this is a big meal, so you wouldn't necessarily need to eat again. Plus, if you're working at six a.m. every day, you're probably going to be asleep by. Yeah, and and they
1: wouldn't have had lights. They didn't have the kerosene lights to eat by, so their big meal would have been. Probably preferably when it was still light. Yep.
0: Yeah. So meat dishes, if they had meat, if they could afford it, if not cheap, sort of like cheap cuts, organ meat, kid, steak and kidney pie, probably without very much steak, mainly kidney pie, yeah, <laughs> organ pie or whatever. But uh, yeah, heavy food, beans, potatoes, etc. Heavy, cheap, affordable food. Absolutely nothing to do with being high class, everything to do with being just like a, a big end of day sort of meal. So yeah. That are completely different, completely different, not even close to the same thing. And of course, these days, people don't really have high tea. People do. I mean, I had tea time as a kid, and that was coming home from school and, yeah, having a reasonably large meal at like four, five o'clock. And then maybe I'd get a snack before bedtime or something. So that was more of a, yeah, high tea and supper bringing up. But definitely isn't really seen as much of as being this peasant's thing. I think no, it's more of a it's interesting, kids come home, yeah. really. Adults don't get back from work at four o'clock anymore, I mean, or five o'clock. It doesn't no. happen. People work stupid office hours. and
1: That's why I always sort of, my idea, as I said in the beginning, was like a snack in the afternoon to tide you over until dinner time, till mum had cooked dinner.
0: Yeah. So, occasionally, that's what I had if I was eating with the parents later on, but mainly my parents ate by themselves later on, and I got a meal Yeah. at 4.30, something like that, which... Thinking about it now, I'm like, that is so weird. But (laughs) I would never do that now. But uh, yeah, I was well into it. Fish fingers and chips. Give me some peas.
1: Ew.
0: Yep. So yeah, so somehow I was still following that tradition as a kid, but adults don't do it because the work hours don't quite work like that.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And we all call it dinner now. Once it's past five, six o'clock, it's called dinner or supper if it's later. Yeah. So it depends what time it is. Yeah. So, all right, we've been through the the two main things here, afternoon tea and high tea. So, are you a lady of leisure afternoon tea or are you a sort of uh, gulp it down high tea peasant type? Cream tea, please. Cream tea. <laughs> Somewhere in between. Yep. All right. Well, we're going to find out which one you're closest to because we're going to play posh or peasant.
1: All right.
0: Uh, thanks to the Guardian newspaper for some inspiration on these questions, because maybe I'm not posh enough to come up with my own questions. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, number one, do you know what a cummerbund is? Yes. What is it?
1: Uh, it is uh, you men wearing a tuxedo. They'll have a cummerbund around their waist, and so it's like a, a sash for men, I guess, that go around their waist.
0: Yes, this is correct. You are 1% posh so far. All right next question and you can play this at home remember let's see how posh you are do you have a degree in the history of art uh
1: well I have a degree in music theatre and that involved
0: oh no that's what like they went to like in the early 20th century slap and tickle dancing around a piano old Mary Jones like no 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 (laughs) music theatre is not posh I had to
1: study history of of music
0: opera is (laughs) posh
1: I, I, st- I had to study the history of music and stuff so
0: i'll give you a quarter point all right so one and a quarter have you ever been punting
1: uh no
0: no uh-uh.
1: what is punting
0: uh punting is where you get a, a thin river boat, maybe on the thames or in Cambridge, and you have a stick, a long stick, and you push the boat along the river.
1: Oh, no. Or along a
0: lake, or wherever you are, a body of water. Certainly with not. Stick. Punting. So, no, no, no. Was one of your childhood pets a horse or a pony? Uh, no. Oh, dear. Not
1: very posh at all. That's not
0: going well. So far, you've got one and a quarter points. I used to ride my
1: dog around like a pony occasionally. Does that count?
0: I don't know if riding a dog is a... That sounds a bit more redneck than (laughs) than upper class riding a dog as a pony. Yeah, I'm not sure about that one. All right, so this is the final one. Short quiz here. So it's out of five. That means you've got 20% posh for each question, which means at the moment you're at 25% posh out of a possible 100 it's not that great, is it? But well, I, I had a, a feeling with
1: where this would go when I, before <laughs> we started, to be honest.
0: Yes, pot noodles aren't quite the poshest <laughs> system. Uh, okay, final question. What do you call the people you get drunk with? Uh,
1: my mates.
0: Yes. Uh, uh, the correct answer would be a drinking society.
1: Oh, uh, we haven't formed a society officially. No,
0: well, then you're just drinking with friends. You are not very sophisticated. So, apparently, you are 25% posh. Hey,
1: that's at least something.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a little bit. I'll take a little posh. Yeah, although well, I mean, I'm not sure the.
1: Which is exactly why my wanting a cream tea is perfect.
0: Oh, there you go. You're just slightly above high tea status. Exactly. So... If you're uh, listening at home, which are you? Are you, uh, are you a high tea? Are you an afternoon tea? Are you a cream tea? Are you posh or peasant? Please uh, tweet us at FoodFunTravel. How many questions did you get out of five? What was your percentage score? Let us know. We'd be, uh, we'd be glad to find out. It's a little bit of market research if we have posh listeners or peasant listeners. <laughs>
1: then we'll know what foods to do in the future. Yes, yeah, so
0: we, we could start covering caviar in future episodes rather than lasagna. <laughs> Oh,
1: everybody loves Everyone lasagna. Everyone loves lasagna. I know,
0: I'm joking. I'm not going to be mean to lasagna at all. It's definitely not a peasant food, but it is a food of the people. True. Everyone loves lasagna. All right, that's it for this episode. I hope you've enjoyed listening. We hopefully will be back in a couple of weeks with another episode, but we are currently in a very crazy situation that I'm not going to announce on the show, but this might interrupt our ability to get an episode out over the next month or two. But we will be back with more episodes by October at the latest, but hopefully we'll still be getting a couple of episodes out between now and October. So we'll see how we go. Hopefully there will be some.
1: Hopefully. We can talk about
0: more food. So if you are quite new to this podcast and you haven't listened to all of our back catalogue, then please go through and listen to some of those old episodes. If you want to listen to us being really, really weird, I think the craziest one is the cider episode, A lot of people
1: say the cider is our craziest episode yet. Uh, Thoroughly entertaining.
0: History of cider, most off-the-wall episode as rated by people, (laughs) whoever they may be. And um, for a less crazy episode, what's just an all-round... All rounder sort of episode, you think? Um, it was one of your favourite ones to record?
1: Uh, I mean, like going back and listening to like the history of Georgian food, like yeah. what to eat in Georgia is is a good
0: all Is a good Hamburgers, one that a lot of people will be interested in.
1: Definitely it's a double
0: episode. So if you've got a bit more time on your hands,
1: tapas, which is a three parter, three parter that'll keep you each busy. Each part
0: is sort of independent, but yes, they are three different aspects of tapas. So yeah, lots of different stuff. So, Alright And if you enjoy the show And you want Thanks to help us out Please recommend this to your friends Don't forget to subscribe Obviously leaving and a five star TV review is fantastic Four star is not By enough a five star Four star doesn't help Five star is amazing, is amazing. So also, please leave a five star review If you're to leave a review at all We'd really and appreciate that And um, yeah, yeah. You That's it time. We'll be back at some point Hopefully sooner rather than later With another episode of The Dish